Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside to Some Kind of Wednesday, the Jason yeah! Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. <gasps> and my goodness, the drama that we saw between Miami and Milwaukee. And I'll be the first guy to tell you, Mike Harmon, I am okay with it. I'm okay with all of it because at the, at the very least, it gets my mind off of Tom Seaver because this was such a... 
a huge deal today when I found out he died. I mean, you know, he is my guy of guys. My whole life, of all the guys I, I've rooted for, all my teams, my sports teams, he was my guy. He was my first guy, and he was it. And Tom Seaver was everything for me growing up as a Mets fan. And seeing that news today, it, it's still uh, – you know, I haven't sports cried in a long time. Uh, but today, as soon as I found out that news, I, I, I put my phone down, and my wife looked at me and said, what happened? And I said, Tom Seaver just died. She goes, oh, my God. I said, I need a minute. And I, we, were, we were at the beach today enjoying a, a nice little afternoon with my daughter and some of her friends. You know, they're playing at the beach. And I, I had to walk away and walk to the water. And it was – it's still – you know, I knew he was in ill health. You knew that, that the dementia, the Louis body dementia that he had was not going to make him long for this world. He retired from public life a year ago. And then passing away due to that and COVID-19, uh, it really was such a, a big punch. And it was – it's not – I mean, I'm, I can't stop thinking about it. I mean, he – like I I said he was my guy of all the guys he was my guy Curtis Martin I love Curtis Martin he's my guy Tom Seaver was my guy and and it really is something to think about that and think about the world without him in it and you know uh, at least tonight I'll get to talk about him at some point you know we would talk about his life his career everything you see on on Twitter and social media how great a player he was he was so great and uh but clearly you know hey the the distraction at this point with Miami Milwaukee okay I'm all in for that let's let's talk about fouls let's talk about Jimmy Buckets let's talk about Giannis let's talk about today was a day where people decide hey I'm a radio contest winner I get to go officiate a game in the bubble in Orlando (laughs) hooray congratulations Today was that night, and I am here for that. I am here for that right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously we mourn a legend um, suffering from dementia, something we had talked about when it first was disclosed and the retirement from public life, the trademark battle, you know, that he had, you know, when Tom Brady went to file things, all of that, you know, and we discussed, and, and knowing what we do, you know, the, the suffering's over for he and for his family, so you, you take some solace in that. Uh, we'll get back to you and whatever you were doing at the beach with a bunch of people in a minute. Uh, uh, but, you know, oh, as a White so, Sox social Hall distancing. of Famer. We've done it a couple of times. It's social distancing. Everybody everybody is fine. It's uh, why it was easier for me to walk away. Say, where are you going? I'm, you know, I'm, everybody's apart. I'm, I'm going to walk away. I need, need a couple minutes. And I stood there well, and stared at the ocean, and I watched Zoe play, and I just thinking about Tom Seaver. And, and just, you know, that was, you know, my th- that's where I started to love sports. It's where I started well, to love. he's a White Sox I, I, I Hall of Famer, so yeah. yeah he, I, he did win his 300th game with the White Sox, so I will give you that. That is, hey man, that's an important milestone, day. and made sure he got yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, 311. You know, there's there's not many up until Greg Maddox. He's the best right-handed pitcher in the history of the game. He was just that good. And Greg Maddox shows up in the 90s saying, "Well, I can throw the ball anywhere I want to on the black, and good luck trying to hit it." I mean, th- that's how good Tom Seaver was. I mean, he was elected to the Hall of Fame with the highest percentage up until a couple of years ago. Nobody had been uh, uh, selected with a higher percentage than Tom Seaver. He was it. He was the gold standard. He was more than just the best player the Mets ever had. He's one of the greatest pitchers of all time and one of the best pitchers I've ever seen especially you look at what we've seen the past years all the great left-handed pitchers that have been out there and Kershaw and Randy Johnson and you know that that that's a different breed of, of when you talk about those lefties that were so dominant but man I'll tell you what Seaver was just it and he was it for a long time and and 
and even even at the end when he was when he's playing on other teams, he had his no hitter with the Reds. You know, he lost his yep. no hitter with the had five one hitters. You know, the Mets couldn't do it. And you know, Ray Knight saved his no hitter with the Reds when he finally got one. And it it really I I see it and I still can't believe it that it's I mean, you know, Tom Seaver's gone and it was he was the franchise and there's no better nickname for anybody to have more powerful than the franchise. No, when your that, name that is above it up, huh? is above the marquee. That's pretty good. Yeah, two mm. what. Two times he, he led the league with over 20 wins, 25 and 69. Uh, you look at the accolades and the number of double-digit win seasons, 2.86 career ERA, 3.11 and 2.05, 61 career shutouts. Think about that. That means uh, you completed 61 games, uh, let alone the shutout factor in today's day and age. Uh, not, not, not so much. Uh, we, we may not see that in a season, uh, the, the way uh, with the number of games we, we play in multiple seasons. But just, uh, I don't know. I remember him in Cincinnati, obviously, the, the Mets years. I, I would have been, you know, three years old. When he moved over to Cincinnati, so that that's where I I grew up with with him as a Reds starter for those years, and again some some big years uh, there, five straight years with double digit wins, uh, four of them fourteen or more. But to to your point, just as the Mets came into existence, what sixty two, right? So he he's the guy that comes in a couple of years later, and, and makes things happen with those monster years out the gate. A couple of years with ERAs two point two or less. Four years of his first six. Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's pretty crazy. That level of efficiency and, and operation. I hope the uh, family finds some solace. And comfort in the warmth uh, and the big remembrances, the number of media folks that come out saying, I was tasked to interview him for this, and I couldn't put five words together. I mean, it was Tom Bleep and Seaver. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to have trouble. I'm already th- saying to myself, am I making sense when I'm talking about Tom Seaver? I really, I feel that no, way. No, that's I'm why like, I have to I take talking? over and am talk I just about all over? Am I just sucks. It's just, yeah, well, yeah, well, look, he, he did win 300 with the White Sox, so I am pretty happy for that. I, I give you that. On a very sweaty Saturday afternoon, he won 300 for the, <laughs> yeah, for the White Sox. Uh, but that's how I kind of feel. Uh, you know, normally, we come on and do the show, and we talk, look, athletes, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's part of life. You know, they, they pass away. We talk about them. Seaver hits me more than, than anybody it, just because of what he means, you know, to me in my life. And certain athletes hit everybody different. And when you talk about them, Look, I speak for a living, and I feel, am, am I, I feel like, am I saying the right things? Am I just ranting on? Am I going on and on? Am I, it's, it's weird because I still feel like I'm in shock, and I feel like I need some time to you know, get the rockiness under control to be able to talk about him and his life and his career and everything else people are saying right now uh, about him on social media. No, so, sure. You but know, your, your Game 7 nerves are going to take over here soon enough because your NBA uh, bracketology may blow up here in an instant. But uh, he, I saw someone posted this earlier. I, I wish I remember who it was. But it was the note card, the scouting report that Tommy Lasorda put up of Tom Seaver. Ready? Mm-hmm. There we go. Fastball, 73 with life. Curve, 63. Could improve with right instructions. Aptitude, good. <laughs> Aggressiveness, good. Definite prospect, checkbox. And here's the remarks. Uh, Let's see. Physical description, whatever. 
well built with good actions, whatever that means. Uh, remarks. This boy showed a really good fastball with good life, has really good command, a point of release. Boy has slider type of uh, has slider type of curve, but could improve as he has good arm action and showed to be able to come up with good curve. Plenty of desire to pitch and wants to beat you. Report by Tom Lasorda, signed 32765. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's the uh, mimeograph of the uh, the old yeah, note card. That's him that coming out of USC. You know, that, that's him coming out of USC. And look, the Mets, hey, Mets got lucky once in 50 years. So, okay. We got, like, <laughs> we, we, we got Tom Seaver. It happened that way. You got Todd Frazier um, back, buddy. The, but yes, we got the Todd father back. So there is that. Yes, we, we did get that. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, 877 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Uh, trust me, I got some Tom's. I got Tom Seaver stuff for days. Uh, but as Mike mentioned, the NBA playoffs, I'm not quite feeling the nerves quite yet because the Rockets haven't played very well. My Rockets, who I picked to go to the NBA finals, they trail the Thunder right now 53-50, just under four minutes to go before halftime. That's okay because we have Everything that happened between the Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. My Miami Heat. Now, everybody's jumping on my bandwagon. I picked the Heat to go to the finals. I told you the Heat were coming. This is their moment in time. This is it. And look at the Heat. They are up to zip, but all the attention is going to come in the last 20 seconds, in which the Heat nearly give away a six-point lead. They have the basketball and 25 seconds left in the game, and they give the lead away, and they get a bonus gift at the end to be able to give them the victory first things first so the Miami Heat lead the Bucks in the final seconds by three points right okay well the Bucks need a three in the last seven seconds to tie this game or the Miami Heat's going to win Chris Middleton goes up with a three-pointer it's a miss but the referees blow the whistle take a listen Hill finds Corver, gives it up to Middleton launches a three and he's fouled that has been the story of the game. It's happened seven or eight times where a three-point shooter has been fouled and Middleton with a chance to tie the game at the foul line. If you're Goran Dragic... I, I disagree with the call. And you don't have the challenge. Right. I totally dis- I 100% disagree with this call. You go, Me Doris too. Burke, on ESPN. That was such a ridiculous call. Goran Dragic stands up, straight up, doesn't move. Middleton leans into him, and somehow he gets three free throws. He makes them all to tie the game. Watching this game and seeing the parade of the Bucks to the free throw line, this is one of those days where if you said to me, Jason, is the NBA fixed to get certain teams to try to move on in the playoffs? I couldn't disagree with you. Because I watch this game today going, this is Milwaukee getting drubbed in this game. But because they keep getting sent to the free throw line and Giannis keeps going and the Bucks keep going, they're in this game. And, and clearly, that was not a foul at the end of the game. And I know the referee said, oh, Goran Dragic didn't give him a landing space. You, you, you go straight up. You come straight down. And, you don't, and, and Dragic didn't move. He was standing right there. He took two steps the, overall the entire time but right, leading up to that. He, he, he stood straight up and he put his hands up. He didn't leave his feet, didn't do anything. That was a horrendous call. And like I said, 
I would tell you, yes, the NBA is fixed. And so while all this is going on, you think, oh, here's the story, and now we're going to go to overtime, and the Heat are going to blow this, and now everything has changed, and writers are throwing away their, their, their drafts and hitting delete and starting to write all new columns all about the, the bad officiating for the Chris Middleton three. Well, then the Miami Heat get a final shot to try to win this game, and here's how that turned out. Lob in to Butler. He's in the corner. Jimmy Butler goes to work, drives, fades the shot. No good at the buzzer. We have got OT inside the bubble in Orlando. But wait. Are they calling a foul? But wait. Are they calling a foul? They've called a foul on the shot. (laughs) Really? They've ruled a foul. Did the clock go to zeros? They called a foul on a fadeaway. Wesley Matthews with just a little touch. Where's the foul? They say they're calling it on Giannis, no? As he's coming down. Oh, my goodness. This is incredible. Bucks Radio Network on the call. Matthews kind of touches Jimmy Buckets as he goes up. Giannis doesn't touch him except for some reason he decides to put his hand on his shoulder. He put his hand, yeah, he put his hand on him. Foul. I mean, that's just, that's just stupid. All right, yeah, no, Jimmy, he, Jimmy, there was Jimmy nothing Butler. he could do. It's not no. like he's trying to hold him up. No. It's not, I mean, it's nothing. Like, why, why do you why put does your hand reach out? out at him? Why do you, I, I, I get what he thought he was doing was I'm trying to keep myself standing up straight. Like, I don't want to fall down. But you can't put your hand on the guy when he's coming. You know the foul call that you just got down the other end. All right, that's why you got to be smarter. You got to know. I know the foul call that they just got. Boy, hey, we don't want to be in that situation again. But look what happens. They're in the situation again. Giannis comes down, puts his hand on Jimmy Butler again. This is not a foul. But the referees with a makeup call because I kind of saw this when I played little league all the time. Well, I missed that call. I'll give you a call later on. Uh, this is this was that kind of of outcome. No foul on either of these plays. There's clearly no foul on one. These should have been no call, no call. But Middleton goes to the free throw line. He makes the three free throws to tie it. Jimmy Buckets goes with no time left. He makes both free throws. The heater up to zip. These are really, really bad calls. And you can't sit back and go, well, if you're looking, you can see technically drug. No, these are not fouls. You can- you're just looking for a hot take to say something different. Sometimes you got to just call it like you see it. These are not fouls. You can go grab attention if you want to doing other things. These are not fouls. The only way that it comes back to me where I can at the end say, okay, is that the game ended the way it was supposed to. It should have ended with a heat winning. Middleton should have missed that shot. It should have been a heat rebound, going to the free throw line, up three. The game should have been a heat win anyway. So the fact the heat win tells me, okay, at least the game ended the way it was supposed to. So in the end, we will talk about the officiating. It's a really big deal, but the ending was how we thought it should have been coming in. That's what we're going into game three on. So we'll hit to the officiating, and then we'll get to Giannis because, oh boy, you don't want to be Giannis the next 24 hours. But clearly, seeing this game end. The Heat played played bad. They had the lead at the end. They got a really bad foul call that allowed Middleton to tie it. They were fortunate to get that call for Butler to make the free throws. It's how the game should have ended. Great effort on the night. Wesley Matthews had uh, Butler from much of the game. Uh, limited him. He was a non-factor for much of it. Uh, three of eight just from the field. 36 minutes. Minus two on the night, uh, but did hit seven free throws, including one that I guess would have been called a swirl or it hit every point of the rim. Let's just call it what it is when nobody on the line uh, as the clock had struck zero. But, you know, he did everything he could to give the game away, too. Uh, On an inbound play, got doubled, and for whatever 
unholy reason, fired it back towards his own basket. Great play by Brooke Lopez. Puts the uh, puts the ball back through the hoop, uh, and all of a sudden we got ourselves a ball game here. <laughs> At least you know some signs of life because you know in theory they should have been able to seal it away. I mean, you give up a six point lead in the, those final twenty seconds. Just pathetic ball handling. They mentioned in the cut that we played the number of fouls on jump shooters. Stand out of space. I mean. <laughs> You know, because they're calling that landing call a lot in in mm-hmm. the playoffs, and certainly that was on display tonight. That's what you saw with the Middleton foul, where he got the three free throw attempts. Was well, you're in his space as he goes to land. How am I going to know what angle he's propelling himself towards me at uh, as I, you know, stand in to either take some contact or disrupt his mechanics? I don't know, just absurd. But Jimmy Butler also got off the hook because he had a pretty bad game. But mm. Giannis is going to have to wear it. He's not the guy that they're going to down the stretch. Lopez has to make a number of big plays. Wesley Matthews, I mentioned him. He was huge for them in terms of keeping them in the game after some early struggles that they fought back through. And now you're down 0-2 uh, and, and needing to catch your heat. Yeah. I look at I thought they'd the win this series. Free, I mean, don't I forget still, the two missed free you know, throws he had that would have yeah. changed the end of that game. I mean, miss, you, you brick yeah. two free throws with 40 seconds left. Yeah. You do, man, I'll tell you what. Russell Westbrook is saying, oh, my goodness, thank goodness Giannis did that because <laughs> they would just – I mean, I've had my time on the internet the past couple of days. So I'm, I'm at, they're, they're just going to crush Giannis. Even if we lose tonight, they're just going to crush Giannis for 24, 36 hours. So I'm good. I could try to take over the game at the end just like I did game six. And if I fail, no one's going to care about me because they're going to talk about Giannis. So well, I'm all good, man. I'm ready to have my game tonight. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is Giannis stepped to the line, and uh, he was 9 of 12 from the night. I'm like, wow. You know, because you're not really thinking about it in the moment. It's like, what's his percentage? And I go to look for it, yeah. and then he misses them both. It's like, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the baseball story that we all needed today. You didn't know you needed this social media message, but you did. Because surprisingly, joining today, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or the gram as the kids say, uh, joining all three of these social media formats, none other than the most legendary Major League Baseball play-by-play announcer there ever has been, Vin Scully joins all three of these social media input. Apparently, Vin Scully, okay, he's been retired for a couple of years, still wants to do things. He's going to be talking baseball on all three of these formats. And here was his welcome to Twitter moment. If you wondered why welcome to Twitter was trending today, it's because everybody wanted to welcome the GOAT, Vin Scully, to Twitter. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you. This is Vin making his debut on social media, and it's nice to be welcomed. I'm delighted to see if I can't serve you in any way, shape, or form. We might chat about a a famous date in baseball or a player or a team, and hopefully nothing controversial. This is strictly a meeting of friends having some fun talking about our favorite subject. So pull up a chair and be ready to join me, hopefully, in the very near future as we start our careers together on social media. And now a timeout from this welcome for Farmer John Sausage. You know, if there's anybody who can put out something on social media and say nothing negative and no controversy here, there is literally nobody who could do that and have people. Not. The only guy that might be able to get away with that is Vin Scully. If Vin Scully says no controversy, am I going to go on his timeline and still see people go blank you, Vin? Ralph Lawler was better, or Joe wow. Davis is better than you right now. You know, are we really is he really going to be able to get stay away from that, or does he have that kind of power where people can say, okay, hey, Vin Scully says no. Con- 
controversy. We don't have controversy. Yeah, I, I think the, the main thrust of that one, Jason, is that you're not getting controversy from him. I, I think he's well aware that the dopes are going to be out in mass and find the the account and the mentions. But, you know, you can always turn some of that stuff off. I think what he was alluding to more is that you're not going to have a hot mic where he says, that dirty son of a, you know, from the <laughs> 70s or some guy he didn't like along the way. So, you know, I, I think he was more talking that in terms of, hey, don't ask me questions about controversial things because we're not going down that road. Uh, but, you know. Uh, social media. I saw many a column written, Vince, say it ain't so. Stay Twitter away. At, <laughs> Twitter it. How about a fresca? Mike, it's swollen dome. I, if anybody can do it, I can't wait to see the mentions and go through as I go. Who's really going to say something controversial to Vince Scully? You know, was, 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 uh, was Kirk Gibson's bat corked? You know, all, like all these things we're going to see people and then see Vince Scully go, you blankety blank, go blank yourself. <laughs> How do you feel about Eric Gagne? No, I mean, look, there, there's ways to try to try to agitate. And I mean, that's one way you could certainly uh, get some buzz on social media if that's what you were looking for. Here's the guy that ticked off Vince Scully. <laughs> TMZ's got the story, yeah. And then here he is beaten, beaten to a pulp by all these Dodger fans no, who are really upset. Be the case. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Boo! What's going on? from the Geico Studios. My goodness. What we just saw, the end of Oklahoma City and Houston. The Rockets move on. So let's get that out of the way first. This is like one of those <laughs> succeed out of and yeah. proceed. This is like one of those out of order stories. We got to tell you what happened at the end first, and then go back and, and fill in the blanks. Right, like the like the the pilot of Breaking Bad. Right, it opens with Walt in his underwear driving this RV that's full of meth and unconscious people, and you're going, "What the hell is this about?" And then the rest of the episode just kind of tells you how you got to that point. So we'll start at the end. The Rockets win. The Rockets move on. <laughs> They're going on the second round of the playoffs. I don't feel good about the Rockets moving on. Look, I feel good they moved on because I picked them to go to the finals. But I don't feel good about them winning even another game in the NBA playoffs because clearly everybody has played better than they did, and they absolutely escaped over a team that they should have blown the doors off of. But they beat Oklahoma City, and they move on in the playoffs, 104-102, a wild final couple of sequences in this game we're going to take this through we're going to take you through this and then we're going to get into the legacies of chris paul and james harden which everybody seems to be concerned with after this series so you have the rockets with the lead with seconds left not not a lot of made baskets in the final few seconds of this game uh the rockets had the lead over the thunder thanks to a floater by pj tucker and that was the last made basket of the game Tucker makes the floater with uh, the exact time. I think there was about 40, I don't know, it was like about a minute left, a minute 20 left. PJ Tucker makes that floater, right? So it's 103, 102. Okay. We get some missed shots. Russell Westbrook misses a shot. You have a lot of flopping. You have Dort throwing the ball out of bounds. You know, and listen, it's a great game for Lou Dort. He had a really good game, but boy, he had a rough last uh, 20 seconds of this game. So he throws the ball out of bounds, and we come down to the fact that there is just a few seconds left in this game. The Thunder have the basketball and a chance to win. Right? So they're up 103, they trail 103 102. 
They make a shot, they win. They find Dort wide open on the on the near side of the court, outside the three point line. Dort has a perfect angle to take a nice three. James Harden comes out of nowhere and makes a really smart defensive play. The first time that's ever been said in the history of Sports Talk Radio. James Harden makes a smart, great defensive play. He leaps out at Harden. And you know what it reminded me of? Not just because I'm a Syracuse guy, but it reminded me of the Michael <laughs> Lee, uh, Hakeem Warwick block in the final seconds of the national title game in 03. That was kind of what he did. Michael Lee is wide open for a three, and Hakeem Warwick slides in does the smart thing about being to the side of the shooter. So if he misses, he's not going to land on him and send him to the free throw line. James Harden ran out, leaped at Dort, but was to the side, got his hand up, blocked the shot straight up in the air. So we're watching time tick off the clock. The ball comes down. Dort catches it inbounds. And now there's only a couple of seconds left, but there's nobody on him because Harden is a couple of feet away, but he's more towards center court. So all he's got to do is turn. He can calm himself for a half second and take a three. But instead, I don't know why. I got to hear after the game. Dort decides I'm going to try to throw the ball off of him out of bounds. I'm going to continue to stand away from the hoop and I'm going to throw the ball out of bounds off of James Harden. I don't understand. So he tries to throw the ball out of bounds off of Harden. It doesn't go. It goes James Harden, again, using the last of his energy resources, leaps up in the air, so the ball goes past him out of bounds. After a review, the ball is given to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets go to the free throw line. Robert Covington makes the first after a foul, a very quick foul by the Thunder. Covington makes the first, misses the second. So now there's two seconds left, and the Thunder have the basketball. Chance for one last shot. James Harden is called for a foul away from the ball, which is a technical for Danilo Gallinari. Nobody knew what was going on. He's seen going, what's a foul? Why is Gallinari shooting? He's called for a foul away from the ball. Gallinari takes the free throw, but he misses. But it's still Thunder ball with 1.1 seconds left. The Thunder try to inbound, and they try to inbound to Steven Adams who comes out from the middle of the key to try to catch a pass. The ball bounces off him. The Rockets pick it up. They take a couple of – P.J. Tucker takes a couple of dribbles. They run the clock out. The Rockets win the game 104-102. to That is exactly how it just shook out. And this blows the end of the Milwaukee Bucks Miami Heat game to the to page two with this craziness of the over the course of the past well, sure. four seconds of the last four seconds of this game. Now, first things first, I still don't understand why Dort tried to throw the ball off of James Harden. I, 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 I don't know why and how that happens. You decide that instead of, well, we got to get a shot. Maybe I can get the ball to somebody else. But I, I came straight back down. I have the ball. I'm inbounds. It wasn't out of bounds. You know, I came back down. I got the ball and I tried to throw it off of James Harden. What is happening? So he tries to throw the ball away. That I don't get. And then you have Harden committing the foul away from the ball and, you know, sending Gallinari to the free throw line where I get one more. And then you never know, hey, if something happens, there's a foul. You go to the free throw line, make one and miss one instead of losing the game is tied. So my head is going to explode at this point. And then the Thunder throw the ball to Steven Adams. And this is where people on Twitter are just, they're out for blood. It's just every, no matter what, they're out for blood. Because the one thing I will say about this final sequence, you know, the, the crazy of the Dort play, the crazy of the Harden, 
and Harden making the great defensive play is why are you throwing the ball to Steven Adams? Well, you got to throw the ball inbounds at some point, and the Rockets had everything covered. I, I don't know if the Thunder didn't have a, a, a good enough play drawn up, but there was nowhere to throw the ball in, and you got to throw the ball in or yeah, you yeah. turn it over. The only guy who was even close to showing he could be open was Steven Adams, and he had just a hair's breadth of being open in, in front. So you got to throw the ball to him because if you don't throw it in, you're going to have a you're going to have a violation. So they try to throw it to Adams. He, he can't come up with it, and the Rockets are on him right away anyway. It was, a, it was a final play that was doomed to failure because the Rockets played great defense. you got to give them credit for that. Yes, I understand why you're throwing a ball to Steven Adams. Chris Paul, it's his legacy. You have a bunch of other why you throw. Nobody else was open. You couldn't get the ball to anybody else. Nobody else was open. Steven Adams flashed open for a split second, and you got to throw it in bounds. Okay, maybe you're hoping, hey, I give it to you, you give it right back to me, I take a shot, but you have to throw it into somebody. It just didn't work out. I give, you got to give the Rockets credit for great defense. Whether or not the Thunder got crossed up on whatever, whatever inbounds they wanted to use, the Rockets had phenomenal defense on that play, and that's what carried the day, and that's what carries them into the second round. Yeah, but here's the problem is you, you give it, try to get it to Steven Adams who's coming at you away from the rim and having now the benefit of a number of replays and even live action wondering there's an awful lot of space and he's got P.J. Tucker trying to guard him. Throw the ball over the top. If you're going to Adams, go deep. Go big, yeah. coming back you know, at you. He's not turning and firing and shooting the ball. I don't he had think an open that that was, look toward the rim. I don't think that that was one of the top 55 or 60 plot lines that they went over in the, in the timeout. And then if and then, all right, and if that doesn't they work. they had it the, on the play before. The 55th <laughs> thing we'll do is throw it up to Steven Adams under the hoop. Now, now in Billy theory. Billy Donovan the, fired. See <laughs> Look, because, look, Covington is, is your MVP, you know, and, and did fine. it all offensively. He has a monster night, and he's got five fouls from pretty much all of the fourth quarter. There, Donovan, take that, too. Uh, and the other part is James Harden makes the defensive play of his life. So what the hell, man? 2020. Uh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, look, Throw it's, the ball it's, over the top to Steven Adams. Yeah, in DJ theory. Tucker's yeah. got to defend him. Otherwise, what do you got? Close quarters. And even if he handles the ball cleanly, what's he going to do? Yeah, you know, but I, I don't know that th- – I, I, I look at the throwing the ball to Steven Adams, and I think that's a Monday morning quarterback play. Seeing how it looked, Steven Adams you know, could have caught the ball down deep. But could you have had that sort of communication where I'm just going to throw – because he's not even looking. He's trying to – he's not looking at the hoop because what he's trying to do is he's trying to make space by have little moving picks so, some, so other players who are more talented offensively can run around him and get the ball. So that's what he's focused on. He's trying to stop other players from getting – around him so you can get the ball to one of your shooters. So, I, yeah, you could have done that, but that there, there's no way that Steven Adams is, is making eye contact and going, okay, this is what we're doing. We're getting that. So I, I think that's, that's why more they of a, pay you millions well, of dollars to coach and find a mismatch. Well, like I said, I, I don't think that was one of the top fifty-five options they had when they were on the sideline trying to draw up a play. I, well, I, he'll I, have his I, aha I moment so. as he's putting files in a box. <laughs> I mean, Gilgis Alexander's got to throw the ball to somebody. And Steven Adams has his back to everyone because he's trying to push guys around and make space for the shooters. That's not working, and he knows, okay, my internal clock, I'm counting in my head, we're going to have a violation. He can't pass the ball to anybody else, so I'm going to flash open for just a second because you got to get the ball to somebody. you got to get the ball on the court, at least get some kind of shot out there. And they didn't have it. So I, I, that's where I look and go, okay, 
It looks like something that you might have been able to see in retrospect, but actually on the court at the time, I don't know what could have worked. But let's listen to it. Let's hear the final play as it played out for the Rockets and the Thunder. Westbrook with a deflection, poked it right back to Gilgis Alexander. He finds Dort, shoots for three, blocked by Harden. Jordan picks it back up, tried to throw it back off of James, and it went out of bounds with five-tenths of a second to go. All right, so that was the play that went out of bounds. Now, here's the final play, which is the one I, I was talking about with Steven Adams. Here we go. Gilgis Alexander looking to get it in. Comes into Adams, broken up by Westbrook, picked up by Tucker, and the Rockets win the game. They have beaten the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they're moving on to face the Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. It wasn't pretty, but holy heck was it dramatic late tonight in Game 7. Listen how excited the Rockets radio network is to move on in the playoffs. It's so exciting. Hey, man, uh, yeah. succeed and proceed. <laughs> uh, so here are the Thunder. They go home. The Rockets move on. Look, this play it was great defense by the – will you at least give me that, that it was great defense by the Rockets on this because clearly well, whatever just, options they had out there, they, 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 they couldn't really get the ball It just sounds so unlike them. It's true. It's positively mm-hmm. true. Good blanket coverage. Um uh, yeah, the inbounds play was obviously not the friend uh, of Oklahoma City here because Donovan struggled with it a couple of times. They had to call a timeout because they couldn't get the ball. Or no, they called the foul, right? They struggled getting in, and then they called what? Eh, the foul on Harden I still think was a bit not as egregious as in the earlier game today, but still a why are you blowing the whistle? What are you doing here? Well, that's uh, the theme of the day was why are you blowing the whistle? That was, that's that's it. Was all it's all about the referees. It all comes down <laughs> to them. But, yeah, no, to your point, the Rock, Rockets did a good job. Blanket coverage. Chris Paul had his struggles. We talked about it. Uh, it's it's a fine, you know, triple-double stat line, but hit a couple of shots early in the fourth, down the stretch, couldn't find a spot. Lou Dort, who is uh, the undrafted kid out of Arizona State comes in and he's got to be the hero uh, you're, you're excited because his contract is nothing for the next couple of years but for tonight man, they're just going to be Steven Adams down low man mm. come on not coming uh, back to the ball I give the Rockets credit for good defense and I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think that you could have just suddenly said yeah run to the basket and do it be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's talk about Chris Paul a little bit and James Harden because clearly, for some reason, everybody had the legacies of these two players at stake no matter how this came out. However, Game 7 comes out, it's Chris Paul's legacy, it's James Harden's legacy, it's Russell Westbrook's legacy. All right, let's deal with Chris Paul first. Chris Paul has a really good game. Triple-double, 19 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. He had a great throwback playoff. Chris Paul played terrific. This is more than you expected to get out of Chris Paul. This is more than you expected out of the Thunder. This Thunder team looked like a bunch of guys thrown together that maybe five years ago they'd look good, but they were able to win 44 games, nearly knock off the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs when they clearly are not nearly as good as the top three or four teams in the West. It was big for the Thunder. Now you're talking about Chris Paul's legacy. It hasn't changed. Chris Paul played well, didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's kind of Chris Paul's thing. First, second round, Chris Paul goes home. So nothing changes. As good as Chris Paul's played, when you think Chris Paul played, yeah, he, yeah, he, can't, he can't, can't get far. 
No matter what kind of team he's on, what he does, he can't get far. And even though he played well, his legacy is still the same. Chris Paul has still not seen his team through so many clutch moments that it's kind of what we've seen over the past years. With the Clippers, you couldn't find way. When, when he had all the talent in the world, found a way to not win. This is kind of where Chris Paul is. His legacy remains unchanged, Mike Harmon. Yeah, it's it's sad because if you watch the series, for those that just come in the the end game and the book's been written, you pull it off the shelf, four games to three. Oh, okay. Chris Paul goes home again. Uh, he played so well the rest of the series. Fourth quarter, three of four from the field. Doesn't get a look the final possession. They can't free him up. Uh, he hit two three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Doesn't take the foul shot. Could have done it there. Gallinari went, went to the line and missed it, right? Could have made it 104-103. Maybe that changes what you're doing on the inbounds. I don't know. Still looking for the over-the-top lob because, you know what, that's what I like. Uh, baseball passes. But but for Chris Paul, it's the you celebrate all the good. There's always going to be questions of moves not made in the past, and we'll just leave those in the past for the moment. But yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't change anything. Now you know you're like ah, this was this shot. Maybe getting past his former teammates and and moving forward, this was going to be a big deal. Because right, that that's a big narrative coming into this series, and, and now it's a two point loss. And you're looking at a roster. We've talked about Lou Dort a lot. He's a rookie, so he'll grow. But the rest of this squad, you've, you've got some moves you're going to need to make. Do you fire the coach? I don't know, Billy Donovan, have you given him enough bites at the apple to decide he's not your guy anymore? It's going to be a curious offseason in OKC. So this is where it's at for Chris Paul, who has has been has a has had a phenomenal career, but in the playoffs finds a way to fall uh, fall short, or he gets injured. You know, two of the great chances he had, he's been hurt. Remember, he missed the last two games of the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, and it looked like Houston could upset the Warriors. He missed the last two games of the Clippers' first round series against Portland two years before that. So it's been that kind of playoff life for Chris Paul. Even though for the most part he's played well, his teams have not been able to advance. And you're the point guard, that's kind of where your legacy is. So for Chris Paul, it's unchanged. Now for James Harden, who is taking a beating right now. Oh, James Harden was terrible tonight. He had a bad, yes. James Harden had a bad night. All right, I can't sugarcoat four out of 15 in game seven for 17 points. I can't sugarcoat that from him. But I want to say this before I make a larger point about James Harden. The first thing is that you're seeing this kind of across the board in the NBA playoffs. All the series that are going to seven games in the first round and the first game or so of the second round, this is when the players are kind of hitting the wall as far as their conditioning goes, where they're going to have to gain their second wind at some point soon, and they'll get it throughout the playoffs. But right now, you're looking at at NBA players who – normally in the playoffs are used to multiple days off between games, but every every game in the first round has been play a game, day off, play a game, day off, play a game, day off, play a game, day off. You're playing every other day. There's no time where you get two days off, sometimes three days off, which is what we see as the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. go. We play Wednesday. We're not playing again until Saturday. You don't get that time. And when you've, you're coming off of the inactivity – 
and you're playing your eight games in the bubble just to get ready for this, well, now suddenly all your guys are playing 35 to 40 minutes a game and you're playing every other game, you're going to get tired. James Harden's a guy you could tell when he gets tired and he was tired tonight. He didn't have the same launch on his shots he normally does. He just didn't look right. He looked tired. So there is that. It's not an excuse, but it's just overall he looks tired. He had a bad game. But he made the defensive play of the game that sent his team to the second round. You cannot jump up and down on James Harden and just completely ignore this. Sometimes the best play is on defense, right? Sometimes the best play is LeBron James running down from behind from a big block in the final minute of the NBA Finals. Sometimes the biggest play is on defense. And Harden made the biggest play on defense blocking the three that could have won the game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was a phenomenal play by James Harden. He made it. You can't just if you're going to say yeah he had a bad game on offense yes he did but he made the play of the game the defensive play of the game to stop it never thought I'd say that but that's what James Harden did he's continuing to write his legacy yes it was an escape but they're in the second round now and if they beat the Lakers then suddenly everything that happened here against the Thunder is forgotten all of it's gone okay it's on now everything is fine everything's fine so for James Harden he's continuing to write his legacy and if you want to say oh he played a bad game tonight sure but you got to say he made the play of the game that won it for the Houston Rockets cuz that's what Harden did i will say this you know cuz look he he disappeared uh, last game, and we called it out, but I raised my hand wondering if because he'd played better defense, because we had noted that live while it was happening, talking about him being far more active on the defensive end than we would normally see him, how much that was weighing on him, and it looked like that was the case again tonight, to where you know, you're know you giving up some offense, hoping somebody else picks you up, uh, finding someone else to make a couple shots. I didn't think it was going to be Covington hitting 6 of 11 from 3 to make that happen. Uh, and, and Gordon as well had 21. So they, they picked up offensively for his 4 for 15, just 1 of 9 from 3-point range. But he laid his body out a number of times. Look, guys were flopping all over the place in the final minutes and trying to figure out what was a legit contact and a foul and not – well, they blurred the lines. Let's put it that way. Uh, the referees happily, at least on those calls, just let things go. But comes up with the huge defensive stop. Closed out on Dort brilliantly. And like a pogo stick, did his dodgeball maneuver to avoid it. He got magged. So I guess you'd get grief, right? Because you've had that with the girls for soccer, right? If they uh, kick it between their opponent's legs, you you know, you know mock them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, at least that's what my daughter <laughs> tries to do. We'll be just playing playing around, or I'll be in the kitchen making dinner, and I'll be like, why are you trying to kick it through my legs while I'm standing here? It's, it's become a bad Sportsmanship obsession. Award, Maddie Harmon. Write that down. <laughs> you know what, though? She's always won the respect awards and everything else. So no respect, it only translates no, I mean, to trying I mean to embarrass sportsmanship me. Award. Hey, did you or did you not show me a video of your daughter knocking you on your ass to get to a ball during a dad's versus versus kid? game did you not show me that video i may or may not have tried to just avoid (laughs) running her over as we both went to the ball so i took Uh, the role instead of uh i don't know about that man she was running i saw claws come out like wolverine for the first time and you and suddenly you go you 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 look like well it's a twister it's a twister in the cellar annie m annie m yeah that's kind of what that video looked like Wow, that's that's a lot of movies (laughs) merged into one there uh but i did we celebrate wolverine into gone with the wind I yeah, mean, no, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Sorry, I didn't get going with the wind in. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll. Uh, well, no, th- you could leave that one alone. Uh, Wizard of Oz, <laughs> same year. 
There you go. <laughs> Same year. Uh, he says as he watches the Oompa Loompas uh, on the TV in front of him. But James Harden, who would have ever thought you'd say, you're advancing to the next round because of your defensive prowess? Because it's funny, I found a stat earlier today that goes back over the last five years in playoff basketball from three-point range in fourth quarters and overtime, James Harden, a robust 24% shooter. Here, didn't matter. Defensive player of the year, if only for a night. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.